Hey, this is Be Rad for Jesus, where we think following Jesus is radically awesome and radically different. I'm here with Scott to introduce our introduce. <laughs> I'm going to introduce. Uh, <laughs> introduce or introduce? Introduce. Introduce an interview. Um, but first, but first, we must sing a bad jingle. Uh, so. This is Be Rad I'll for Jesus. Be Rad for Jesus. We haven't done country yet. So. Oh, man. Oh, that gated so hard on you just now. That was awesome. It clipped out completely. It was like, I'll, I'll be, be Rad, rad for, for Jesus. Yeah, it did it again. Why is it doing that? I don't know. <laughs> Something Jesus. on your end is like stopping it. Jesus. No, yeah, it, it's giving you like two, maybe three oh, I seconds think someone, of it. I think someone touched my compressor settings. Oh, yeah, so it's probably. just like, no, you're done. It's too yeah. loud. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, but it's like totally knocking it down like 20 dB all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, that's it shouldn't do that. I'm looking yeah. at the lights. Oh, well, I'll fix it later. <laughs> that's awesome. So, <laughs> oh, be man. rad for Jesus. Nope, it did it again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, all right. Um, so today is going to be one of our uh, our newer style of in- interviews where um, the whole episode's just going to be the interview. So the episode's shorter if you're looking at the YouTube video or the, um, what's the other thing? Podcast. And you look at the episode length, you're like, wow, that's like half the length they used to do. <laughs> this is why we're doing shorter things now. So uh, today's interview is with Stephen Job. He's a plumber and worship leader, and uh, which are you know things that obviously go together, uh, you know, because he. <laughs> uh, but we had we had a really great uh, conversation about God just showing up in crazy places, and in particular, uh, one of my favorite parts of this um, interview, uh, just where he talks about um, God showing up. Uh, and speaking to him deeply in places where you just don't expect, like mm-hmm. while he was on a job in somebody's backyard, you know, and just all of a sudden the Holy Spirit's like speaking to him and he's having this moment with, with Jesus and just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, having a altar call kind of moment. Um, and it, when you listen to the interview, you hear, hear about that. But um, Scott, it had me thinking about listening to God and, mm-hmm. and being open to the Holy Spirit speaking at all times. And, um, I know you and I have both experienced that quite a bit. Um, what comes to mind for you when you think about like, you know, a story like that, or, um, just the idea that like, man, we should be aware of and listening for the voice of the Holy spirit at all times. Well, I think it's what separates, um, you know, a Christian from a non-Christian, if you will, is just, mm. We don't have, um, you mean something that's like radically different about following (laughs) Jesus? (laughs) Well, it's not always for everybody, you know? Um, and, and I don't think that that's good. I think that everybody should have, the thing is, is that we get into the semantics of what it looks like to hear him, but like, let's not go down that road and just say that that's what makes you, you know, able to follow God is being able to hear his voice. Um, Mm -hmm. you can't use the scriptures for this purpose. It's not what they're for. There are guide ra- mm. there are guide rails for the spirit to move in. So it's in in without them being prohibitive because he's the one that made them. But it's like, you know, it just I think that's what what life should be hmm. about, especially when you're making larger decisions. Um, the way I look at it is God, you know, God could care about anything, mm-hmm. but he doesn't. It doesn't mean he cares about everything, you know. Ooh. So 
what do you, what shirt should I wear, God? And you don't hear the Holy Spirit speaking. And you so you just sit there and you just never leave your room. You know, it's like, maybe that. Dude, but there's he, a televangelist. I literally heard preach that one day. Yeah. He said he just sits in his closet and stares at his suits. And that's and, fine. If, if that's what God's doing to him, Spirit. that's fine. But I don't you know, know if God's ever really speaking to that guy based on a lot of what he said. But anyway. <laughs> but it's one of those issue. things. It's like, could God say you need to wear this shirt? I have a Absolutely. plan for this shirt. Yes. So that's, that's what I mean by that is, you know, yeah. it's just a matter of, you know, Hey, could God speak to me when I'm clearing a drain and I'm a plumber? Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. could God speak to me when I'm, you know, uh, an actor and you're in, you know, and you're, you have a, a, a million dollar movie that you're working on and, you know, yes, of course, you know, could he speak to you in any context? Yes, of course. Yeah. And so I think it's both seeking him speaking and and being yeah. receptive when you hear him speak, those are both important things that should make us different. <laughs> yeah, and, and are a big part of pretty much how Jesus said in John, you know, fourteen through seventeen, basically, like this is how it's going to work. I'm going to send you this helper, and he's going to tell you stuff. You don't need to worry about what you're going to say because he'll remind you. And mm. um, and you know that's why you can't use the scriptures solely because um, right. Yeah. And that was something yeah. you said a second ago that I was like, well, because you were like, that's not what the scriptures are for. And I'm like, well, I mean, like not to the extent yeah. that like some of the cessationists will say where they're like, yeah. you want to hear God speak, open his word. And like, right. yeah, but also like there's literally like a just pile of scriptures that talk about hearing from God, the Holy Spirit right. speaking to you, leading you, you know, prophecy and all of this stuff. Well, yeah, and, and it's that's- like such a huge waste of ink and yeah. purpose if all it was was to help plant the church because like how do you apply that when it shows up in the last of the things that paul right. and the apostles are doing and you have so much prophecy in scripture or prophecy that's extra scriptural that's not recorded in scripture you have prophets operating who mm-hmm. like the majority of what they said and did is not recorded in scripture old and new testament right not everything they did and there's nothing in scripture that ever dictates that like if a prophet prophesied, it must have been written down. Otherwise, it wasn't of God. Like that's an insane right. definition that just doesn't hold up. And so, so and I, even I, John I like said though, of Jesus, he said, you know, if we were to write down everything he did, the, the world couldn't contain the books because it was right. just exactly. So it's and that, I think and, then and that's that let the me be clear thing. that Scripture is super important. It's foundational. You can't yes. be, you know, you engage the Scripture, and that helps. That like God speaks most commonly for most people I've heard. That's the most common way He speaks is through the Scripture. Sure. But, but it's one of those things that you have to have. Those. Yes, exactly. It's enlightening the scripture. It's like, oh, this verse is significant because of what God is saying about it today. This mm-hmm. verse I never have read before. This verse was, you know, oh my gosh, I opened my Bible. I felt like I should read this passage and boom, it just, you know. So those are the things that are, you know, foundational to a, a radical dynamic life with God. Sure. And, you know, it's not God and the Father and the Holy Bible. You know, right. it's, it's God and the yes. father and the Holy spirit. And that scares people because it's not something you can contain. You can't look yeah. at, you know, um, but the scripture says this, you know, John's right. like where you don't know where the wind goes, but that's, that's how it is with the people that are from God, you know? And it's like, He's okay, not wrong. you yeah. know, so no, it's I, just one I of those things. Somebody, yeah. I had somebody ask about that the other day, actually. And they, and they said, you know, Hey, so you guys are pretty open to the Holy spirit and everything. He's a guy who's been attending our church for a while now. And, mm-hmm. um, and he was like, you guys are pretty open to the Holy Spirit. Like you've talked about the gifts of the Spirit and everything. Like, are you okay with all of that stuff happening in church? Because we haven't really seen it. So like mm-hmm. if somebody starts prophesying or something, like, are you going to be all right with that? And I was like, yeah, 
I mean, it's biblical. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, Paul talks about it in first Corinthians 14. I was like, that's part of what we addressed when we went through that, that part of our series, when we talked through spiritual gifts and talked Mm -hmm. through first, first Corinthians 12 through 14 is that Paul gives some boundaries for how that's supposed to work. And so here's how scripture interacts with that is like, we filter it through and we go, okay, here's all this stuff God has said. And so if somebody has a word that might just be reiterating scripture that's already been spoken and it's just Mm. presenting scripture in the moment for how that works and like man if somebody has that and they're like hey this scripture is coming to mind by the holy spirit as as we're worshiping or praying or whatever like great yeah share that or maybe it's somebody's got a word of knowledge or wisdom or guidance or or admonition like hey you know i've sensed god telling us this and it's like okay well we're given a tool to test that take that and test it according to all things Right. Uh, according to the scripture, test all things and do not quench the spirit. Do not con- do not condemn prophecy. That's in First Thessalonians five, mm-hmm. and so we're actually told that where some people would say, you know, if if it agrees with scripture, then it was unnecessary, and if it disagrees with scripture, then it's, it's unbiblical. Yeah, then, yeah. then it's <laughs> not God, and it's like. Yeah, just because some famous theologian said that a hundred years ago or however many hundred years ago doesn't right. make it right and it doesn't make it scripture at all. Right. And so and, and not it's tricky to say because it, people are afraid of the of the mess. Right. That's what they're really trying. Yeah. They're trying and to, they're trying to make it sterile. Yeah. Right. He was asking because he's like, cause that can get real messy. And I was like, Yeah, mm-hmm. but do I want something that's like super locked in and dialed in and like moment by moment everything is planned according to me? Mm-hmm. or whoever else is helping plan the service or do we want the service and gathering led by the holy spirit because right. that's the one i want i don't want the one that i meticulously planned out not to say the holy spirit can't speak to us in planning but i think there's you know a, an opportunity or a lack of opportunity for the rest of the congregation to actually operate as the holy spirit led church right. if it only ever it comes through the planning that the pastor or the service planning team put together i think right. we miss something at that point and to quote to quote scott smith which i think will ba- button this up you have to be mm. more afraid of a dead church than a few weirdos yeah oh man absolutely <laughs> yeah that's that's good Scott because that's Smith. what you get. You bring, know, in the, you, bring in the hammers, dude. <laughs> yep. You got to be more guy. afraid of a dead church than a couple weirdos. Yeah. Because the well, dead church is. He's seen well, that difference because he's been a missionary in Spain for decades. Yeah. And so. Um, 40 years, I think. Yeah. He's seen he's seen dead churches and he's seen the spirit move in ways that made him uncomfortable. Yeah. And so. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Well, um, if that if any of this part of the conversation intrigues you. Our uh, my conversation with Stephen Job uh, should be fun to listen to. The guy is just um, has one of the most open and listening ears for what the Holy Spirit is saying uh, of anybody I've known. Mm-hmm. And it's always inspiring to me to talk to him or to hear him uh, hear from him. So anyway, hope you enjoy that. Stephen Job is rad for Jesus, and that interview is coming up next on the podcast. Cool. But the merch looks Yay. pretty dope. Be rad for Jesus hat. I got the blue one here with the dope embroidery on it. Nice, nice. embroidered logo with the faded kind of sunset. We got a pink and purple version of that too, both on all black or on with a pink bill and buttons and holes and all that. If you like that kind of thing. Um, so that's pretty rad. And you can get that same graphic on hoodies and t-shirts and things in the blue and orange or in the um, pink and purple 
Then we also got these, the cancel your reactionism. Got the little logo there. But uh, I went for the retro fade on the retro, like athletic gray t-shirt. Scott's got a heathered uh, charcoal with the neon print coming and I'm sure he'll wear that soon. You can get all that at uh, bradforjesus.com. There's links to all of that. And we got our Patreon up. Man, there's so many ways to support us. If you want to support this podcast, if you like what we do, um, then buy stuff. Scott, <laughs> comments, thoughts, concerns. I uh, I have no comments because I don't have any merch, but it looks great. <laughs> it has looked great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are excited about it. If you want to support this podcast, you can get all that at uh, bradforjesus.com. Hey, today I am very excited because on the Be Rad for Jesus podcast, I am sitting with my friend, Stephen Job, plumber, ooh, ooh. worship leader, uh, general, uh, amazing man of God, author, and uh, father of Jude the Dude. Yeah. Uh, pretty impressive resume, if you ask me. Also, his wife is amazing and a really good singer. And so the two of them together, just, I mean, one day you're going to buy their albums. I'm serious. Uh, but in the meantime, he's here on this podcast. Uh, remember us when you get famous. So, uh, Stephen, <laughs> how are you doing today, man? Welcome to the B-Rad for Jesus podcast. Yeah, I'm good, man. Uh, you know, it's funny is, is I, we just, we just, you know, produced that book. I got it going. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't think about it very often. Like <laughs> people say, oh yeah, you're, you're a published author. I'm like, I am. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. I totally uh, knew oh, that. Yeah. You know, um, uh, I appreciate that, man. That's really kind. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah, we're doing well. We just put you down to bed. So may or may not have a, you know, signed <laughs> copy uh, right there. You know, have it That's in my awesome. bag because, uh, <laughs> Uh, if nothing only. else on Saturday, no, if nothing else on Saturday, my plan is to take some Sabbath time and dig into this a little deeper. Um, That's awesome. So, cause I, I want to post a good review on Goodreads and on Amazon for it. Hmm. Wanna, and so I want to get a thorough uh deep reading of it but um that's one of five books i'm trying to read right now so it's uh it's i'm falling behind on it but anyway okay so steven tell us a little bit about yourself who who is steven job uh anything else that i didn't already cover but i didn't oh, really man. cover any of it so yeah <laughs> uh i think yeah man i think first and foremost like i've really been trying to lead it into starting with jesus follower um, before anything else, I think that's kind of, I don't know, it's easy for me to just start throwing out accolades and hope it's good, you know? Um, but I would, I would also say like, um, not just a plumber, but we also own a plumbing company, which has been really exciting and, uh, challenging. And, uh, they always say that business ownership pulls out the worst in you. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. Feeling so that? it's been, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been super humbling and, um, awesome. I have a, I have a story for a little bit later. I'm sure that'll come out. Um, about awesome. just today. Yeah. So. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, okay. So, so yeah, as you just mentioned, um, and I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with your company cause, uh, I did the logo. Uh, no, but, um, <laughs> I'm very, very excited for you because, um, of all of the, uh, of all the people that I've known 
that do random things while also being heavily involved in ministry, um, you've got one of the hardest jobs. And I know this because a mutual friend of ours, uh, who is also an intern of mine for a time started working with you, uh, when you were working at a different plumbing company. And, uh, he still talks about how that was one of the hardest jobs, uh, he's ever done, uh, may or may not have something to do with him falling off a ladder or roof or, you know, whatever, but, uh, Anyway, we're not here to make fun of him uh, as much. Uh, we're we're laughing with you, Cody. We love you. Uh, but uh, but no. But I, I know it's a hard job. It's a dirty job, and yet uh, you bring such a grace and presence to it, and it's and it's really impressive because um, what you hope is the people that you see on stage preaching, leading worship, leading communion, doing some sort of prayer devotion or anything like that. Anybody that even wears a name badge or something at church, like somebody who's got some sort of leadership, uh, you know, assignment to them that somehow is given like, Hey, this is a person who represents our church and even more Jesus and his kingdom because of who they're, um, that they would back that up in life. And I feel like you've got a job where it'd be easy not to. Um, mm. and yet in my experience, cause we had to utilize your services a couple times and, um, it was really, really good. And I, I've heard nothing but good things. You've got tons of great reviews. People are stoked on all the things you post and, um, it's pretty great. But, uh, like we said, as Steven also helps lead worship, he worked on staff with me, uh, at, uh, Pantano church, uh, when I was the student ministry pastor and overseeing all of student ministry and way in over my head because I got hired to be the number two guy in that ministry and then started as the top dude without a number two guy. So I'm like learning the ropes of everything and had no one else on staff. So we quickly hired Steven. And that was one of the best things that happened to me while I was there is getting to work with this guy. Um, and just, uh, whether you, there were moments where you were on staff, there were moments where you were stipend of some sort, I guess. And there were moments where you were purely a volunteer. And in all of those times, um, you're just an amazingly talented, but also humble and, um, godly human. And I really mm-hmm. enjoy, uh, I really enjoyed working with you. I still enjoy our friendship. So yeah, heck yeah. Thanks, um, man. and, uh, and how old's Jude now? Tell us a little bit about that guy oh, so <clears throat> yeah personal. he's uh he's two he's two and a half um i always like to say that Paige is pandemic married baby <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be a uh what do they call it a quarantine yeah he's old enough um anyway um but yeah no i always say that Paige is married to tigger so it's kind of like he is all of my adventure with all of Paige's logical thinking so he's nice the kid can he can get through pretty much anything <laughs> That's awesome. Any anything we can throw at him, he's able to get through it. Yeah, so he's he's awesome, man. And you're at that age where you really, you, uh, from here forward, you really keep seeing more and more personality uh, totally. as they go. So a two and a half is a good good time. You're also just about in time for the terrible threes. So you know, God bless your ministry. <laughs> yeah, um, they say it's the terrible twos, and it's a lie, man. You get through the twos, and you're like, that wasn't bad at all. Just wait, it's coming. <laughs> they call it the three major, right? Three yeah, nager, exactly. Yeah. Yes, and it, uh, <laughs> oh man, my kids. Um, they would like multiply on each other. They would like feed off each other's fits. It was incredible. Um, but okay. So other than that, um, tell us a little bit about, so, uh, you own a plumbing company, so you're plumbing all the time yep. doing that kind of stuff. Um, in relation to the church, tell us a bit about, uh, how you currently serve and anything else you want to add, uh, from your 
previous church experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, so mainly right now, it's uh, we're just heavily involved in leading worship. Um, and so whatever that kind of looks like, that could be uh, something as simple as just leading a song here and there on a weekend, um, all the way up to just filling in um, for an entire weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, not just not just at Pantano. There's other churches that will call us and ask us to come out and jump in, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just just really leaning into that. There's this last weekend um, we had just such a powerful worship service. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's not very not very common, at least in our church, for people to just come down and kneel. You know, that's not really yeah. something that people do. Yeah, it's um, it's not the like standard like. Okay, we're doing worship, so now it's time for the altar call and on my knees and prayer. Kind of, it's right, not that church. right, you know. Right. And 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 usually, like, uh, I'm probably the most energetic person <laughs> in yeah. the room and on the stage. So, uh, but this guy, like, he just walks up and he just gets on his knees and he's just like, just surrendered to the Lord, you know, during worship. That's and awesome. I feel like we've just had this this move of the Spirit that's been pushing across the church over the last couple of weeks, mm. and it's just been really, really beautiful. So I feel like part of my involvement in that is just stewarding the abilities that we have and the leadership that we have to kind of Mm -hmm. help the rest of the team get a little bit more comfortable in their shoes, you know? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, mainly just worship. Um, We're involved with Rocky Point. We go to Rocky Point every single year. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of jumping in on that as well. Um, Yeah. Tell us a little about that because people listening won't know what that is. Yeah. 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 Uh, So Rocky Point, essentially each year our church goes down for a few days and we, we just build houses for people. Um, they go through nice. a, an organization called One Mission, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's uh, uh, that, through. So your church, Pantano, is yep. in Tucson, Arizona, which is just right. sixty miles north of Arizona. It's <laughs> of Arizona in Arizona, <laughs> sixty miles north of the Mexican of border. Mexico. So it's really close yeah. to Mexico. But you right. drive kind of west instead of toward Mexico. Right. And then you go south way on the edge of Arizona and you head down to uh, Puerto Penasco or Rocky yeah. Point, which is uh, down in the Gulf of California. But on the mainland side, there's this little spike of a beach called Rocky Point. And uh, there's some just outside of the main city that's there. There's kind of the uh, a, a sprawling extra village uh kind of growing out the side of it with no real infrastructure and doesn't even have real roads really and uh one one mission has a headquarters down there or a big um um yeah headquarters down there uh right outside of town and they um and so yeah pantano's been partnered with them i've gone down multiple times uh it's super cool but uh just to give some context for those listening of who like i didn't know everyone's like we're going to rocky point i'm like i don't know what that means but okay i'm in (laughs) that sounds sweet yeah Yeah, great um and uh lord willing no hurricanes this year because that was a rough dude that that was was a rough season crazy yeah Uh, nothing like camping on the beach in a tropical storm (laughs) yeah man rain flying upward out of the sand did i ever tell you the story about did i ever tell you the story about what happened to the camper we Hmm. had when we got hit by the hurricane Paige and I are sleeping in the camper and we start feeling a little bit of water come down and we look mm. up and the speaker in the roof is like a shower head. Oh, <laughs> I'm just straight down in the bed and we're like, dude. <laughs> anyway. No. Oh, that's it's horrible. Great. Yeah. My, um, I, I brought my tent. We have a like 10 person 
10, you know, it says 10 people, but it's really like four, um, yeah. fit in there. And so we had a big tent like that. And we, I brought that down and I had all the rain fly, you know, strapped down and everything, good knots on it and all that. And the wind broke multiple ropes off of mine. And so the mm. rain fly flew up in the midst of the storm. And so all, and I was sleeping, somebody let me borrow a cot. And so I was sleeping on a cot inside my tent. And all of a sudden I was like swimming in the cot. It filled with water in like the amount of time it took me to catch a bucket of water in the face and wake up. My yeah. cot was already overflowing with water. My oh sleeping my bag gosh. was like, I got up and was wringing it out. Uh, I spent, it took me about half an hour to like catch all the things and fix them. It was like one in the morning, middle of the hurricane. <laughs> I mean, just, <laughs> yeah, it was super fun. I'm like, you know, I, I had pretty good uh, boot hiking shoes on and those were like completely under the surface of the water and mud on the beach there like it was glorious um yeah, yeah i'm the only one who ventured outside even after the i won't name the other people in my tent but there were three of them and all three of them made use of the same giant gatorade bottle instead of braving the storm <laughs> to use the facilities during the night and i was like y'all are special okay anyway <laughs> that's something. i didn't do that i was like i don't care i'm getting back in the hurricane that's <laughs> And it was like, please don't spill that in my tent. It, we've had enough. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so, uh, you know, it's former like youth pastor got to make the <laughs> pee joke. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, just go, well, man. It's warm. It's warm. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Good times. Good memories. Uh, if you haven't had a crazy mission trip story, have you really gone on a mission trip? Oh, I mean, dude. let's be honest. We, uh, when we, we flew into Indonesia and we had the cops called on us as soon as we landed. Yeah, wow. Dude. Yeah. What'd you rough. do? Uh, nothing. We were American and white and showing up to a place or <laughs> like a specific area that nobody ever goes. And we <laughs> get off the like, plane. Definitely shady. <laughs> oh yeah. We get off the plane and they're like, why are you here? And we're like, oh, we're here to see friends. Like, yeah. Right. You know? And we walk through security and there's like a line walking through like a row of cops. <laughs> like either side of us. We get into a van. They drive us. As soon as we get to the house, the chief of police calls the guy and he's like, hey, who are your friends? <laughs> we're just like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> like they're all drug mules. Don't worry about it. They'll leave soon. Yeah, don't worry about it, bro. We're fine. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah Fun. So, um, dude. <laughs> That's amazing. So you've been to Indonesia, you go to Mexico, uh, all the time, um, uh, every year for a, a while now, a bunch of years. Yeah. Um, yeah. but let, let's roll it back a little bit. I know you've been leading worship all the way back into like high school, maybe even middle school. I, I'm not mm -hmm. totally sure, yeah, middle uh, school. but, but, uh, share a little bit if you would about, um, even growing up that much around church. Uh, when is the moment where Jesus radically changed your life and where you would say like, that's when I met Jesus? Oh man, dude. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was, I feel like meeting Jesus has been like a repetitive thing for me. Not like I've went back to ground zero, but it's like each time I have these multiple moments where it's like, I'm, I, it's like I re-meet him and he's mm -hmm. hasn't changed, but he's totally different, you know? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I grew up in the church. I don't remember a time where I wasn't going to church. Um, and I did get baptized when I was nine and I have a very small memory of me um, <laughs> in my brain. I think it's like a Billy Graham thing. It wasn't a Billy Graham thing, but I like to think it was. Uh, 
maybe like I harvest festival needed, or something yeah, yeah something uh, i remember walking i have a, a very small memory of me walking downstairs to go and be prayed over to receive mm-hmm. jesus when i was really young um got baptized when i was nine um i think the first real moment when i when i really was like oh man like this is for real i was 11 and i was mm-hmm. in uh i was in the middle school at pantano middle school service and they were doing some worship song and i remember just walking to the back um of those just these booths and sitting down with uh, somebody there and just saying, Hey, like, I think I want to accept Jesus again into my heart, you know? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so there was like that moment. And then like the next, <laughs> the next one was probably when I was like 19. I mean, mm. I, f- I really feel like I followed Jesus as best I could, you know, growing up. But mm-hmm. when I was 19, uh, I'd gotten married and we shipped off to YWAM, which is just a crazy first year of marriage. But yeah, it was that, that year. <laughs> it's one that way year to start. Lord, yeah. <laughs> I was just, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, but that year the, the Lord like broke, broke my addiction, you know, mm. um, I had a 10 year addiction to pornography. Um, and so everything kind of came to a front and I really like that one was mm. big. Like I really met yeah. Jesus on that one, you know, um, I think that, and then probably the, the most recent one was, uh, actually in Rocky point, I was standing on the, in the water as people were getting baptized. And I just felt like this call just, you should get baptized. And I just stood there. Like I couldn't move. Mm. Um, and the majority of people left and all that were left were just like a few, just a few people. Yeah. Um, and I, I just walked up and I was like, Hey, I need to be baptized. And it was like a, just another moment of Jesus being like, Hey, like, <laughs> remember me? Yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah, man, it's, there's the definitive moment for starting a relationship. I feel like was where I actually made the decision was about 11 years old, mm. but it's just like, it's just been this continual, just like walking with Jesus and like rediscovering him all over again. It's just been really yeah. beautiful. That's awesome, man. I love that. Um, Dude, that's so good. I remember uh, because I was there, I think, the year that you got baptized and we'd been hanging out. I I think I think it was a year where I wasn't helping with all of that because I definitely Mm -hmm. did some of the baptisms one of the years. But um, then I was I I think that might have been the year my family was there. Cause then we mm-hmm. left and then I like saw the photos later or like, or you said something like, later what? that night or something. And I was like, hang on, wait a second. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's, uh, but that's super cool. And, um, I love that. I, I very much, um, have like a couple years where I'm not sure at what point in there, like if I had yeah. been hit by a truck, like, I don't know where I was going. <laughs> like there was a, you know, a moment where, I definitely was like, I believe in God, but I wasn't really declaring Jesus as Lord. I'd said it a couple of mm-hmm. times, but I wasn't living it. I wasn't living like I believed it. There was no real dedication. There was just kind of this claim and it sounded cool. Right. But as soon as I was outside of a church, I <laughs> was kind of, it was all lip service. And yeah. I don't know at what point in there I really even had faith. Um, and so uh, I remember the first time I looked at like a pastoral uh, application for credentialing. And that was one of the questions. And I was like, it was like, what date exactly did you get saved? It was like, what date were you saved? What date were you baptized? And what date did you first uh, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And I was like, freaking, I don't know, like roughly <laughs> between these three years, 
for salvation, yeah. uh, sometime in like Oh two for baptism, I think, or Oh three maybe. And then <laughs> like, I don't even remember when I got baptized. <laughs> like I know it was somewhere in there, but I don't have like paperwork on it or anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then, and then, you know, speaking in tongues, like I remember the night, uh, uh being overwhelmed and baptized in the spirit, but I don't remember exactly what, uh, date it was. I didn't go home like, dear diary, I spoke in tongues. Let me write them for you. Uh, yeah. which is the bet like online ministry, people typing in tongues in the chat. And you're like, <laughs> I mean, you're just theoretically you're just across the keyboard. Better do but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy just keeps writing QWERTY over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then like, you got to figure people with like, you know, cause like, You've, you, I mean, you went to YWAM, like you've experienced yeah. charismatic oh, yeah. and Definitely. stuff. And yeah. so like, you know, some people it's just like clicking or something like, I, mm -hmm. and so like, I mean, what do you type there? Just like, you know, a bunch of punctuation and so like, anyway, I, I don't know how to, that's, I'm not trying to diminish the thing, but I just, I heard that on another podcast. It was kind of, kind of funny. Like they were like this guy, like we had to mute him because he was spamming the chat. And then like when we called him out on it and talked privately, he was like, I was praying in tongues. And they were like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Did you get Google Translate to be your interpreter? Or? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> Google Translating Jesus. All right. No. Um, so. Dude, uh, but I, I love, um, I love all of those, uh, moments that you, you can highlight. Cause I mean, Paul says we die to ourselves daily. So there is, oh, yeah. uh, there's a lot to be said of that, um, idea of continually going back and checking our hearts and, um, yeah. you know, uh, you know, who hasn't been in a youth group where, uh, you know, there's the moment or maybe even in big church where there was a moment where you like, take a piece of paper and you write your sin and then you go nail mm -hmm. it to a cross, you know, like that. Some, yeah. you did that at some point, right? We did that yeah, a couple yeah. of times at, we did at Pantano students while I was just while I was there. And I know people had done that before I got there. So, um, so yeah, there's always more, always more to take back to Jesus, always something else to die to. Um, you know, but, I, I would add to oh, that. Yeah. yeah go yeah, ahead. Sorry. I, I would say I would add to that, that story I was telling you about earlier about mm. today. Yeah. Uh, just I'm I'm working in the in this backyard. The house is totally vacant. It's a beautiful house, mm -hmm. and it it starts raining. And I I'm a sucker for rain, dude. Like it starts raining, I'm like, oh, like it's the blessing of the Lord, you know. <laughs> so like anyway, so, <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I'm listening to I'm re-listening to Open the service up from this last heavens. <laughs> Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Let it rain. Yeah. Um, oh, that's the one. Yeah. Let it rain. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Continue. Um, that. So I'm listening to this service from Pantano this last week because it's just mm. like, like I said, it was powerful. But they had been originally streaming the 11 o'clock service. And at some point, mm. they switched back over to the nine, right? Because uh, that's pretty typical. They pick the one that maybe landed best. I don't know. Mm. So I'm expecting the 11 o'clock. It's all in my ears. And dude, I'm just having this moment like with Jesus as I'm working, you know, mm -hmm. like, cause it's like, I'm like, like, Lord, I just, I really want your presence right now. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't yeah. know how to explain it. Like what, you know, you know, my heart. So I go and I like, it starts raining and I was like, okay, I'm gonna take a break. Cause I can't, I'm trying to drill through tile, which is like impossible. <laughs> and I go and I sit underneath this patio area. It's really nice out. Um, probably like 70 degrees. <laughs> the, the Lord thudded up so nice. And uh, so I, so I sit down, dude. Such a like, cold day for Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> so I 
So I, uh, I sit down and I'm like listening. And it, what's really weird is like the song that came, it, the song, the last song we did was uh, Here As In Heaven by Elevation Worship, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm singing it in my ears, which is just so bizarre. Like it's like I'm like leading myself in worship, which is just, <laughs> anyway. But dude, I'm telling you, man, it's like Jesus stepped into the backyard. Like mm. I, I, this is the only way I can explain it, dude. I'm sitting there like if if there's, I hope there's not a camera at that house because it'd be really awkward later on. But <laughs> dude, I'm just, I'm sitting there just like weeping, you know, uh. like just in, in me going back to that whole thing of like, it feels like a, a continual like recognition of who Jesus is and like re-meeting him. Uh. And it's like, dude, I was, it's like he just walked into the backyard and just sat right next to me. And I was just like, good Lord, like. <laughs> Like you're so good, and you're like you're like I can't I can't even put into words what I'm like w- what you are like I'm just so yeah. in love with you you know yeah um and so anyway like that kind of adds to the whole like that whole dying to yourself daily even yeah. more than that it's like I love it it's like I don't know like Jesus is so consistent it's ridiculous yeah <laughs> you know yeah, so absolutely no that, and yeah. that um dude I know like just just in stuff relating to student ministry and, or just mm-hmm. praying together. Like I know we've had some pretty cool uh, moments and, and, and times of ministry together and, and stuff, but um, you know, something like, to, like right there, like what you were sharing that that's part of um, and it's like a delicate balance, but that's part of why even this podcast exists that like, mm. you know, that like our kind of theme or tagline is, you know, cause following Jesus is radically different and radically awesome. And there's those moments, those glimpses of heaven that, uh, I mean, if we really believe God is who he says he is, they just make sense. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, it's, you know, we don't want to get to where that's all we're ever chasing. And Jesus mm-hmm. definitely shunned that. But there's also this thing where he says, like, I'll give you life to the full. I'll give you abundant right. life, some translations say. Like, it's meant to be something completely different. It's meant to be something that I think, you know, like glimpses of like where Paul talks about, like uh, in First Corinthians 13, like now we see only as in a mirror window or glass darkly, mm-hmm. you know, but then we will see fully. And like, we're meant to catch these glimpses of what eternal glory in the presence of Christ is like. And it's so much more than like an awareness that his grace is with me. You know, like it's not just like a knowledge, it's a, a heartfelt holistic redemption. Right. And, um, so anyway, all that to say, it was a really short question, but, uh, lead into it. Uh, but, um, what, what's one, uh, you know, moment with God that stands out as like, this is one of the most like radical things that's ever happened to me in the presence mm. of Jesus. I'm going to cough. <laughs> Sorry. That was going to sound great on the recording. That was, <laughs> um, it'll be fine. We can mute that part or I'll just chop it. I'll chop it to when you start answering really wisely. Chop out me. Just Everyone be like, wow, weird. he just had that off the top of his head. <laughs> <laughs> just like a brief. <laughs> um, oh man. You know, I, well, like a singular moment's hard. Um, like I've seen, I've seen prayers answered in like a second, you know, like you pray mm-hmm. for it and it just, it just pops in. Um, we've seen healings, which is just wild, uh, to witness 
I'm trying to think though. Um, I think like the biggest thing like in my life that's happened was freedom from the addiction. But hmm. I think in like a, a singular moment, um, man, I don't know. I got to. I honestly got to think about that one. <laughs> That's all right. Well, even if yeah. you just think like, um, or, you know, let's just talk a, a couple of them, you know, or a, like just yeah. a couple things that come to mind. Um, you know, for me, like just the, w what's fun about, uh, being friends with you and, um, not the only thing, but something that I really uh, enjoy about, um, being around you and talking to you, uh, is, that moments like what you just described where you're like, I was at work, I was drilling through tile and then it started raining and I just sat and I had and the worship's playing in my headphones and I just had this moment all of a sudden, like, you know, the presence of Christ and I, here I am at the altar again. And it's like, yeah, dude, like that doesn't happen to everyone. I know a few people that do have moments like that regularly, but like, sure. it's not a surprise to me to hear that that was your day. Like some other people yeah. I might be like, holy cow, really? That's amazing. Like, I can't believe, but like with you, I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's like in a really good way. I just feel like, yeah. like there are some people I know who are really open to and attuned to the Holy Spirit moving and, and aware of that. Uh, that presence of God and aware of his presence, uh, in those moments. And, um, in one that I don't know if it was like, I can think of a couple of times just in doing ministry with you, uh, where things came up. Um, <clears throat> I remember one time where I was talking about some, uh, kind of consistent criticism I'd been getting and, um, and gosh, now, e even now, just the, like the actual words uh, are escaping me. They're on the tip of my tongue a second ago. Um, and then I was trying to like give it some context and I lost it. Uh, but <laughs> I just remember, um, I, I just remember uh, basically like part of the criticism and attack on me was that, uh, that it, it was being said that, you know, like, you're not ready, you know, you're too loose. You don't have enough stuff together. And, and, mm -hmm. and the assumption from that, because things were different because we'd have two services and the message would be different. I mean, even like, you know, significantly different lengths at times, as well as just sometimes, you know, kind of different emphasis and, and, uh, whatnot throughout the same points in scripture, mostly, um, and just this kind of accusation that I wasn't preparing or something. And I just remember you kind of coming back as I was just kind of sharing that and just being like, dude, I'm, I'm like wrapped up in, in self doubt and, and everything else. And you were just like, I don't know, man, like I see, you know, when I, when I watch that happen, like it doesn't seem frivolous. It doesn't seem, um, it doesn't seem like you're not prepared or you're not engaged with God in it, that you're not trying to bring what the students need. It seems like when it shifts like that, it's because there was somebody in that service that needed to hear it that way. Mm -hmm. And, and that, and I just remember you expressing that. And even just as the worship leader in the room, feeling that shift, that presence, that leading, and then being able to jump into that with, you know, coming in to lead worship at the end of the service and, and everything. And, um, I just remember like what a deep encouragement that was, but that was also like a, you know, like in that moment, it was like, dude, I feel like I put so much 
um, into trying to keep my ears open to the voice of God throughout the entire process of preparing series and sermons and, and all the everything and getting ready and getting up on stage and just being like, God, I don't even care what I plan to say. I hope you say what you want to say. I hope mm-hmm. that's what the students hear. You know, may every word fail to come out of my mouth and these students draw nearer to you and know you more from this and, and, and to, to get up on stage and then have all of that just be thrown out as a, you're you're sloppy and unprepared like oh and then to have that turn back around where you know without expressing but this is what i'm trying to do and just to have you you know um i think you know um led by god to offer that encouragement of like no no i see i see this yeah ears to hear and And so anyway I, I, i think that's so important dude like I, I, there's definitely a place for time and, and for planning things, you know, people have to pick yeah. up their kids, <laughs> but, uh, but at the same, at the same time, they'll get like, them back eventually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, but there has to be a place. And that's honestly, that's what I love about what the season that Pantano is in right now, like mm. this last weekend, you know, it's just like, it, it's like, it almost feels like everyone's finally going, Hey, maybe this Holy spirit guy's actually legit. And maybe we should. It's probably not just the Father, listening. Son, the Holy Book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <Like> Casper. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shout out but, to Cody yeah, like, for that one too, because that was his saying. From is it? Oh, that's yeah. good. He said he yeah, had a professor that, that was so kind of like that. Yeah, <laughs> I need so. to call him. Um, <laughs> Me any, too. Anyway, I just had but, that uh, same thought. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, like it's I don't know. It's 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 something that I think that hopefully like the the church especially in america begins to really push into and not like in a you have you have a charismatic personality so you're automatically gifted and lumped into prophetic you know like right that's that ain't how it goes there brother yeah (laughs) you know um no there's a lot of cooks out there that try to operate in that lane but uh, that is not their lane (laughs) right right yeah you could be outgoing but that doesn't mean that you have prophetic gifts yeah so yeah yeah um so so with that um like i think i have a a a thought on a potential response to this but um i'm gonna ask you first i mean uh, Mm -hmm. on a aspect where i see it in your life but um uh getting uh so we we kind of hit that like radically awesome piece right a little bit um you didn't share if you got something else that comes to mind but you had a story from today that is awesome so like of all the things like like you know just you know it was tuesday uh, and uh, but uh where where do you see i like asking this question because it, it, it's interesting because it's a different angle on kind of the same thing um, but where do you see life being different because of following jesus like compared to the world like what for you personally, yeah. not the theology answer, not the like right Sunday school answer, but like where in your life do you feel like this is where I feel the farthest from the rest of the world or from my worldly friends or, you know, whatever, uh, you know, that like this is where I see the clearest distinction where following Jesus really takes me on a radically different angle than anybody else who's just following whatever or even just what my own proclivities would be. Yeah. Um, honestly, uh, I, I feel like it has to do with my outlook on things, um, which may be a churchy answer, um, but whatever. Um, I think like 
I've always, even from a young age, I've always been not even just positive. Like I'm a very glass half full person in general, but mm-hmm. there's something when something is actually happening in a room, um, be it to me, be it to somebody else, uh, whatever. And I don't, I guess it's just the Lord's grace to allow me to, mm. to realize that like, it's a lot deeper than what it actually looks like. There's a lot more going on. There's a lot more spiritual stuff that's actually happening at that moment. Mm. Um, and so for me, and it goes, it goes deeper than just like pulling the spiritual discernment card. It's like, like I started going back to the gym a couple of months, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a month ago now. Um, yeah, it's probably not true. Like three weeks. <laughs> uh, it's been a really painful three weeks, but, uh, no, but I started going back to the gym. And yeah. one of the things that I, that I kind of have I've realized about that is like, like Jesus is just as much in, in the spiritual side of things as he is in the physical side of things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, for me to have like an outlook of like the, like an outlook of like eternity, inside of something that's just simply lifting weights you know Mm. like i'm not taking this body with me to eternity but while i'm here like i want to make sure that my body's ready to be the best possible i don't know like leader that i can be gives me more energy when i'm on stage leading people gives me more energy when i'm at work um yeah like even just being able not being so tired at work sitting in a in a at a kitchen table with somebody who would never go to church yeah. And I'm able to go, Hey, how can I pray for you? You know, and not think like not thinking about how my body feels in that moment because I'm tired and I did, I ate bad the night before. Mm-hmm. It also allows me to like step in and, and be a more active father, you know, mm-hmm. which is like, hello, disciple number one, you know, like, and so, mm-hmm. so for me to like be able to just, I guess, just see things in a way that's like a little bit more eternally focused and um, which can, which I guess could have, a little bit of a, a negative emotion spin to it for me. Yeah. Like, because, because I am like that, I view everything that way. So like, yeah. like the fear of the Lord is, <laughs> it's, it's, it's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so like, I'm, I'm very, but it's also I'm, the beginning am, of wisdom. No, right. Right. And I'm, but I'm very, um, I'm very conscious, like conscious, conscious. Yeah. I'm very conscious of like the things that I, where I misstep and, mm where I, you know, so things like that. And that, those yeah. are the things that I really have to bring to the Lord because it's like, if I don't, man, I'm, I'm, I'm dead in the water, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, like following Jesus and he's, dude, he's just radically changed. Like how I view things, how I look at situations, mm. people, you know, and being able to kind of look past certain things that other people have a really hard time looking past. Yeah. Um, and that's just the grace of Jesus, man. Like, it's, it's not absolutely me. <laughs> that's know, awesome so. yeah yeah dude for sure man um i love that that's a phenomenal answer well thought um i, I love the i just love how deep you go man because uh, you don't you don't like it's because i can't uh, swim in a pool <laughs> <laughs> but so so many people can you really not swim no, I can totally. So oh. I was just like, like, it's just, I was just trying to be funny. Sorry. Oh, well, I was good. I it didn't did want to just like flippantly go by that. If you were like, I really can't swim. You made fun of it. Uh, <laughs> it's a big problem for me. Yeah. No, but I mean, but I, I just, uh, so many people are just kind of like, yeah, I mean, Jesus is cool. And like, here's some stuff, you know, but it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just, um, 
a, a depth in in a lot of that and and your process is like you're not thinking on surface levels you're thinking on really deep deeply rooted um levels of things and so uh, in the spirit of that uh, i want to stay really deep and play a game with you um <laughs> okay <laughs> so um ah whoops i almost threw a bible on the floor so that was like seven minutes of bad luck or something it's okay you're um, not carrying jesus anyway yeah uh <laughs> okay um so uh, I've got, I found a game that's an older game, uh, from back when, um, my friend made it, but, uh, I picked this up back when I was, uh, helping contribute to a youth ministry site called youthmen.org. It's actually how I met Nick, which led to me yeah, getting yeah. to Pantano. And, uh, from there, uh, one of the things that we produced were games. And so one of the other guys made this, I didn't make this game. might've been Nick who made it. Maybe you've played it before, but anyway, it's finished the lyric worship songs edition, but it's an old version. So it's going to be like the first one is going to be a song that we all know, but it's been overplayed like crazy. And so, uh, as a worship leader, um, uh, (laughs) I feel like you're okay about knowing the words. I've known people who are not as good at you, as good as you at knowing oh, no. the lyrics. But um, I also, <laughs> I know a lot of people that don't have to look like, I'm the same way though. Like there will be a song that I straight up like know inside and backwards and forward and upside down and in another language. And as soon as it's time for me to lead it in front of people, I'm like, the slide was late. I don't know what the line was. Or I read the wrong slide anyway <laughs> while I'm staring at the screen. Um, and, you, and you try to fit the slide into the lyric and it just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. On Sunday. Oh, it, yeah. Like um, on Sunday, I started singing. What were we singing? Um, uh, Battle Belongs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was leading that. And I... <laughs> <laughs> and you know like second line of the song you know it's like i don't even remember the first line it doesn't matter but like the first line second line but i looked down and sang line two of verse two not oh. verse one and i was like yeah. nah, that's not it and then i i also um i i had two female vocalists singing with me but i ended up leading forever by carrie job and, oh, um, gosh. I didn't explain it clearly. And so like, I didn't say like, Hey, let me know if this is a good key for you guys to lead in. Cause I, I want you guys to lead it. And so I ended up leading it, which is fine. And I, it was fine. It actually sounded really pretty and they were harmonizing on it. Like the one girl was just doubling the melody, but she wasn't quite confident in leading it herself. And then the other lady that was singing was, you know, singing harmony. It was beautiful. And all during rehearsal on Friday and then during, um, you know, sound check on Sunday, both times it's going well and i'm like all right this is gonna be so good (laughs) and i start it and i don't know what got into my brain but i couldn't think of the verse melody so i sang both verses in the pre-chorus melody (laughs) and i just like and i'm like the whole time i'm like i know this isn't right but i can't fix it i don't know how to get there and i even stopped and was like i'm sorry i lost it because that was the that was the wrong melody and but we've already praised Jesus, so we're just going to keep going. And here's the pre-chorus. We're just going to sing this. You all might as well keep the coming. Stone has ro- rolled away, so let's do it. But I straight up said that in the mic, leading my church in worship. Oh, that's uh, awesome, Because, dude. you know, if nothing else, we will be authentic. And that, <laughs> that's it. That's uh, it, dude. Yeah, that's – so So anyway, uh, in the spirit of maybe or maybe not actually knowing the words, this one's a gimme. 
Um, you got this. So question one, spirit lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the water. Wherever you would call me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Is that right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Wherever you would call me. And that's Oceans by Hillsong. So yeah, one point. Well done, sir. It was easy. That was easy. Okay. Uh, this one, uh, we're actually, uh, I lied. It's not all worship songs. Um, I was thrown off because the first question was a worship song. So the next one um, is by Taylor Swift. Uh, oh so, <laughs> so it says, but I keep cruising, can't stop, won't stop grooving. It's like, I got this music. I think it's in my mind and it, everything's going to be all right. That's that's kind of how I hear it, but it says in my mind saying it's going to be all right. Um, which oh, it's close. I got this music in my mind saying it's going to, yeah, mm-hmm. everything's going to be something like that. Yeah. I, I'll give it to you. It's close enough. You knew it. It's like a uh, song about potatoes. Taters like going to tate, 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 tate. <laughs> they call me tater salad. All right. Um, I'm not going to sing this one because I don't really know it. Um, Oh, I do. I do. I just don't know how to sing it. So that's fine. But, um, okay. So this is Maps by Maroon 5. Are you a big Adam Levine fan? Oh, oh let's, let's give it a shot. <laughs> let's give it a shot. Okay. Um, so it's, but I wonder where were you when I was at my worst down on my knees and you said you had my back. So I wonder where were you? Where were you? Oh my gosh, I don't know. I know like the the melody, but I can't tell uh-huh. you what the words are. Nope. I got <laughs> I, I don't got know nothing. that one. It's when all the roads you took came back to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Most people would probably just sing the last part. They just kind of mm, back to me. <laughs> yeah. Um map that leads to you. Um uh, that leads to you. Then I won't do that. I don't know. I can't sing that high. Um, following, following, following. But I, I sound like the guy from the darkness when I try to sing falsetto. They need to bring, they need to bring Barry Gibbs on that one. <laughs> no, just, I, I think they should have the dude from the darkness. You remember that song? I'm leaving a thing called love. <laughs> and then he goes, riffs way up high. It's just so dumb. And then he, and then he calls out the solo. He goes, and then it plays like the cheesiest hair metal solo. Oh, it's so good. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Here's uh, John Mark McMillan. How oh, he loves. Yeah. Ready? Oh, okay. Yeah. And heaven meets earth like a... Mm-mm. I know what that says, and it's not Sloppy Wet Kiss. It's, uh, it is. It's, uh, un- That's it, the OG. This one kiss? says the wrong thing. Yeah. But oh. it is sloppy. Is His original kiss? lyric was sloppy wet. This says unforeseen. Anyway, heaven meets earth like an unforeseen kiss. It should be sloppy wet. My heart turns yeah, yeah. violently inside mm-hmm. of my chest. Inside <laughs> <laughs> my chest. I can't something something. <laughs> make... Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> Having me turned like a sloppy wet kiss, and my heart turns violently inside of my chest. I don't have time to maintain these regrets when yes. I think about yeah, that's it. The way, the way. there it is. <laughs> that's it. Mm-hmm. Maintain these regrets. I couldn't think of it the first time I sang it either. I was like, because I'm looking at the blank slide because it's meant to be a game on screen, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I have no idea. <laughs> okay, here's one that. Uh, d- did you ever? Okay, I definitely went to a youth conference where they played this. <laughs> The worship band played this as one of the hype nights, you know, like when the students all go in and like this song's just purely for chaos. It ha- It's not yep. actually, and this is specifically definitely not a worship song, but um, <laughs> the, oh, who was the band? I don't even remember. Um, but the, the band that led worship at Planet Wisdom a long time ago when I, uh, when I went down there. Uh, yeah, such dur- a church conference name yeah it, it is um they're they're like pre-service kickoff song was what does the fox say and they played <laughs> yeah, that dude and so you remember that song so it goes dog yeah, goes woof cat goes meow bird goes tweet and mouse goes squeak cow goes moo frog goes croak and the elephant goes toot ducks say quack and fish go blub you know what's funny is I just downloaded this song onto a playlist. Don't judge me. Uh, <laughs> really? Why? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'll, Why? I'll, <laughs> I was nostalgic. <laughs> it was. I was having a moment. Okay. Oh man, uh, I for sure would not have gotten this one. Not if I was listening to it and we paused it, I would have gotten it wrong. I think I knew every oh line up to this part where it stops. What's the What's the last line again? Um, what was the last line again? At duck say quack and fish go blub. Cow goes moo, frog goes crow. Oh, it's um, it's um. Oh yeah, I got it. It's goes to duck it's, say uh, quack. And all the crickets fish go to the go club. Blub. And the seal goes ow ow ow. <laughs> Nobody ever would have guessed that. I'm thinking like rhyme with blubs. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, like crickets in the club. That could work. <laughs> and the crickets playing violins in the club. Chirp, chirp. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. So that's, um, I think the only oh. ones you got were the, oh no, you got um, How He Loves. So we didn't get, oh yeah, you got Taylor Swift. We didn't get T-Swift. three. Um, and then we got, because I'm keeping points because they matter. Um, oh, yeah, I get it. I get yeah. it. <laughs> And then we missed. This is, uh, this is how I get into the next one. No, I understand. Question five here. Yeah. Okay. Um, what? W- okay. All of me by John Legend. What would I do without your smart mouth drawing me in and kicking me out? You've got my head. <laughs> I wouldn't have known this either. No, yeah, no way, dude. No, you know the only song I know by John Legend is uh, is Ooh Ah. I don't know that one either. Don't know it. Yeah, it's like, nope. Ooh, ah. yeah, it's great. <laughs> All right, well, um, 
So that's three and three. It's spinning. No kidding. I can't pin you down. Let's go for seven. Um, best of seven. Cause that's, that's three, three yes and three no. Um, okay. This one, um, you don't have a daughter, but still, uh, I know, I know you love Disney cause I saw you were there recently. So I know, I know mm-hmm. you and I knew that anyway, but like, okay. So, um, my power flurries through the air into the ground. My soul is spiraling in frozen fractals all around. I don't know it. I don't know it. Uh, let it go by out of frozen. Oh, I know it's let it go. Menzel, or no idea. Adel Mazine, however you want to say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mezzanine Natal. Yeah. yeah, I have no idea, dude. It's I can sing the and, "Let It Go" part. And one thought crystallizes like an icy blast. I'm never going back. The past is in the past. Mm. Oh. Circle Kane needs to make that their theme song it. for their uh, their their uh, their their ices. Really? Yeah. No, they should. Oh, they should. I thought you said used to. It's like, wow, that's. Uh, one That's thing. copyright infringement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what's funny? Um, speaking of copyrights that were not released by the song owners, Preparation H tried for so long to talk Johnny Cash's estate into releasing Ring of Fire to them. <laughs> <laughs> and they wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> the guy because i think his son owns the estate and he's like that's awesome. dude that's a love song about my dad like and my mom no <laughs> i'm not i'm not letting you use it for hemorrhoid cream <laughs> i fell into a burning ring of fire <laughs> oh man oh, can't you picture it all right well um not so not so great there. That's okay though. Yeah. I still love you. Um and you've always been a good 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 sport uh in playing games and things. Even though you suck. <laughs> Even though you suck. No, it's funner if uh you either have to completely crush the students or lose really graciously. And um I feel like there were things in which you could destroy like lip sync and there were things mm. where um Dude, do you remember me and Ann Hedgecock lip syncing to, I don't even remember. It was like the, uh, some duet. It might've been from Aladdin. Um, and, uh, we did a lip sync battle and that was so freaking fun. But then, um, gosh, I can't think of her name. Little tiny girl that sang on the worship team. She was like a senior, but she was like four foot nothing. <laughs> like, I mean, weighed about 45 pounds soaking wet. Um, she was into musical theater and stuff and she did the, um, uh, who's the girl that did all about that bass, but it was her other song. This is the worst uh, story Megan ever. Megan T- trainer, Megan trainer, trainer. But her it. other song was, um, uh, Oh, if I was you, I'd want to be me too. I'd want to mm-hmm. be me too. I want. And I just remember on the tattoo, she like turned and she was like, hopping in a circle like and like it was so because she was just so little and just so funny um and so animated in the way she sang that and she just absolutely destroyed us um it was so good um anyway 
Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was really good. Okay. Uh, last, uh, I'm done with the game. Well done. Uh, you were a good sport. You know, give you sympathy, sympathy oh, thank clap. You, thank you. Golf thank clap. You. Yeah. Um, okay. Last, last thing I want to ask. Um, and this one is the most important. Not, I mean, kind of actually. I didn't mean it. I was saying that as a joke, but <laughs> that I was going to like take it back. I'm like, well, it might uh, actually be. It might be. Um, <clears throat> no pressure. Yeah. No. So, to anyone who may not be in a place where they're following Jesus, whether it's a, a friend who's kind of walked away, uh, a, a an acquaintance or friend or stranger who's questioning or wondering about the possibility of faith um, or somebody who's just, you know, struggling or maybe even deconstructing or something or going through hurt or whatever else. Um, why is Jesus worth following? What is so radically different and radically awesome? Cause he does call us to a radically different life. And I think sometimes people get that, but then the cost seems too high. And Jesus said to count the cost and he sets it up like, you know, if you don't despise your family and everything, I just preached on this. So that's fresh in my head. Sure. Um, you know, there's a lot to give up to follow him. He says, take up your cross and follow me or you can't be my disciple. And, and that's a big ask. And yet it's totally worth it. Why? What would you say? I think it's in, it's like, um, like Jesus isn't Jesus isn't afraid of you wrestling through that. Mm. Like he's not. A, he's 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 one hundred percent real, and it's it's so good to recognize him in his perfection, mm. and he's worthy of it. But at the same time, just like the story about the pool that I told earlier, like he consistently like walks into the mess, and he it's. You don't have to be ashamed of it. Like in it, and even in the, in that questioning, like I've had those moments, I think we all have mm -hmm. of like, is this really worth it? Is this like, and, and, and when you, when you stop being afraid to question those things and you actually just like lean into it, mm -hmm. I think that you'll realize that Jesus is sitting at the same table that you're, that you're questioning those things at, you know? Mm. Um, I think that a lot of times like people like try to, they they think that they have to be perfect all the time and like nail it and like you got to go to church on Sundays you got to mm -hmm. do the communion you got to do x y and z raise your hands get prayed whatever and it's like I think Jesus is just like the one of the best ways that I've heard it described is like imagine that you're standing at the door to a club mm -hmm. and the bouncer is like hey you ain't coming in and then Jesus walks up and he's like hey I'll get you in all you got to do is hang out with me and that's it mm. you know what I mean and like. <laughs> I've told that to people before and they're like Jesus in a club <laughs> but like for real like that's it Twerking. you know like all yeah. you have to all you have to do is just like <laughs> sorry I, it was I, a really good moment I, yeah. and I ruined it yeah it's no fine. it's good it's good it's good no it's good um um <laughs> twerk over there um but all you all you uh all you have to do is like it's just like you just got to spend time with the Lord you know mm -hmm. <laughs> um and it, I don't know man like yeah. If you're looking for somebody who's consistent, who's honest, who's loving, and who doesn't judge you in the moments where you're at your worst, mm. who's willing to take care of all those issues for you, but allow you to wrestle through them, and someone who cares about your health more than he does, mm -hmm. well, I think he cares about your happiness too, but he, it's like he loves you enough to bring you in where, the way you are, but he loves you too much to leave you that way. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? And so, yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, the, the thing about judging, um, I really love that because he's the only one who's actually qualified to do so. He's, mm-hmm. he's the one who actually has that office, right? He is our judge. He sits on the judgment seat. And yet he's the one offering grace and mercy and forgiveness um, as opposed to everybody here who wants theirs. Um, right. You know, we want, but we don't want to give. And um, it's hard to offer grace. And, and so it, because we look at it and compare, it's hard to imagine that a God who is perfect would then also offer us grace and mercy. Uh, but he does. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Um, I love it. So good, man. So good talking to you. Yeah, it, it's so, yeah, so fun. Uh, man, you're one of my favorite people. I just really enjoy you. I love who you are and how you, um, just how you process things. Like, it's just fun, fun hanging out. I'm glad we got to hang out when I was in Tucson recently. That was a good time. Yeah, dude. Um, I need to fly out there, honestly. Dude, come hang for real. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be it'd be super fun uh, to have you out here. We'll, we'll go sit sit on mountains and and look at a beautiful lake, Tahoe, and uh, you know think about Jesus and contemplate Him, and then um, you know go to church and whatnot and hang out. It's a cool place, a cool place where I live, and uh, it's even better hanging out with good friends. So come visit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but dude, Stephen. Uh, if people want to, uh, follow you, catch up with you, hear more about stuff or even more, um, please don't forget to tell people where they can find your book, but, uh, how can people connect with you or what do you want to, this is your chance. What do you want to pitch while you're, Um, uh, the, I'm most active uh, because I'm an old man on Facebook. Um, but (laughs) the business is on the business is on, uh, on Facebook and Instagram. So that's, I do a lot of posting on there. Um, that'll be at Job and Sons Plumbing LLC. Um, also, if you wanted to get a copy of the book, you can go to Amazon, type in Out of the Woods by Stephen Job, and it's essentially just a book with like trees on it. You can't really mm-hmm. miss it. Um, yeah, yeah. I got that. And uh, got we right should here. have, hopefully, there you go. We should hopefully uh, have a website for the business up as well soon. So you can go yeah. to jobandsonsplumbing.com and eventually it should be up and you can. I'm sure we'll be posting tons of stuff on there. You can buy swag and all that stuff because we got a we got some stuff coming up. It's gonna be good. Yeah, get a get a real actual store hooked up to that. Yeah, so. yeah. awesome, dude. Well, hey, uh, Stephen, thanks for being on here. Thanks for taking some time to hang out with me. Uh, give your family uh, a big hug from the Lucas family up here, and uh, know that Thank you it. guys are loved, um, dude. You are rad for Jesus. Uh, so keep it up. Thanks, man. Be rad for Jesus, everybody out there listening. That too. Thanks for being on the podcast, man. Thank you, dude. Anytime. Okay, that's it for this week's episode of the Be Rad for Jesus podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I, if you've stuck around this long, you either hate us so bad you want to find out where to complain or you really loved it and you want to come back for more. I want to tell you how to do that. You can go to beradforjesus.com. And we have links to everywhere you can stream and subscribe to our podcast. We have episodes, we have show notes all on there, or you can find us on anchor.fm or on the anchor app. 
You can find us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. And if there's another platform that we don't offer yet, hit us up on the website or through Anchor and let us know where you listen to podcasts and where you would like to hear or engage with this. If you do enjoy the podcast, would you consider leaving us a review, leaving us a rating, sharing it with a friend, posting it on social media, and or even going above and beyond and supporting this podcast? You can do that on Anchor, and uh, that would for sure help us make more episodes of this podcast because caffeine definitely fuels just about everything we do almost as much, but not quite as much as the Holy Spirit and our love for Jesus. That said, I hope you have a rad day. Go out and do something incredible. Be rad for Jesus because following Jesus is radically different and radically awesome.